Welcome to the Podcast Connector. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes tips on all things entrepreneurship, spreading your message, and the podcasting space. Plus, we will connect you with some amazing people in health, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Let's dive in. So I want to talk about hiring (laughs) because I think this is, for me, it's been one of the the most like expansive parts of entrepreneurship. And it was something that I didn't realize was going to grow me in so many ways. But I think it's so important if you are an entrepreneur to be really smart with hiring. And I think this is where people can get in a lot of trouble in some ways. It it can be like a make it or break it thing. Are you building a team that is really going to support you in the business? Or are you just kind of like hiring whoever's available, trying to cut corners, you know, and, and we've talked about this there are ways to build lean right and then Mm -hmm. also different ways you can hire the best of the best if you you know have more capital when you're getting started whether you raise that or just have that so I want to talk about kind of like what you've learned with with your hiring process and what that's been like for you hiring in my opinion is one of the most important parts of a business it's a skill it's yeah (laughs) it is because finding aligned people for your team that's how your company grows like your company cannot grow and sustained with people who are not in the same mission with people who aren't doing the work, aren't putting in the effort, aren't operating to the best of their ability within our skill set. And that's something I've learned so much about is like, you can't, you can't clone yourself, right? And different roles Mm, require. (laughs) (laughs) Come back in 20 years and I'll have an army of little Christina's. Like, but also it's not, it's not good to as well because there's different roles within a company that need different skill sets and different personalities. For instance, like the personality of someone, someone that's really successful at customer service that actually loves answering those emails, taking those phone calls, is a great problem solver, doesn't get frustrated, knows how to put the consumer first. Like there's other people that would hate that and that would be the worst at customer service. And then you have the whole world of social media where you need both analytical people and creatives because you have the creatives making like the really fun, engaging content. And then you have the analytical people that are scheduling the posts that are knowing what should go where and when that are looking at the numbers of, you know, where to put ad dollars behind certain things. And so that's something big I've noticed when hiring is making sure we're not pushing someone into a role that they truly don't feel aligned with. Because, you know, if you love what you're doing, you're going to show up, you're going to do it with passion, you're going to do it to the best of your ability. But when people are pushed into different areas, that's where, you know, you start to get frustrated as a leader, but realizing that as a leader, maybe it was your fault. You know, maybe you are pushing someone into a role that they truly aren't a good fit for, aren't aligned with, and don't want to do. And I feel like that's something I do as a leader all the time. Like if, you know, someone on our team isn't operating the best of the ability, I take a lot of that blame on and in not a very, not a victim way, but in a, how am I not leading in the best way possible for this person? You know, am I not giving them the correct encouragement? Am I, are they not in the right role anymore? Yeah. I think also it's like being smart about, is this person trying to convince themselves they want to do it? because they want a position here that they want to make it work because I've had people come to me and I'm like I know you're telling me that that you want to do this but like I can tell that you're like I just don't feel like this is what this is where you would shine you know what I mean yeah and sometimes people try and convince themselves of it as well but I have definitely made that mistake of finding a person I really like who I think is really talented and I want their energy in my business and trying to put them into a role like trying to I like the person so I'm putting them into the role rather than what is the role I need what do I need filled and who is the best person for that job yeah and I've made that that mistake 
couple times. So I love that you said that because Danielle and I actually just went through this really big executive coaching session all around hiring because that's something that we're doing right now. We're wanting to hire for two really big positions and hiring is scary. Like mm-hmm. you're dump- yeah, you're dumping <laughs> so much money into someone hoping that they're going to, you know, put the same passion behind your business as you do, which we all know as entrepreneurs that that never actually happens because no one's going to love your business the same way that you did. It's like the same way people who love their child, like no one's going to love your own child the way you would. So what we what we did to really map out who on our team is a good fit for where they are and then also what we look for when hiring is a while back we lined out all of our company values. It's seven different. You want to keep it between five and seven, but it's seven core company values with an explanation underneath each one as to like why it's, you know, our, our company operates a certain way in our value system. And then next to that, we have, does this person get it? Like, do they get the role? Do they want the role? Do they want it? And then do they have the capacity for it? Like, do they get the capacity to grow within it, to take on more? And we went through every single person on our team and then conceptualized the people that we want to hire. And we did pluses and minuses for each category. So we went through each of the core values. Does the person currently on our team operate under this value system? Do they get it? Do they want it? Do they have the capacity for it? Mm-hmm. And we now have this structure as a non-negotiable when hiring someone. If they are not a plus sign in every single category, it's a no. Yeah, that's a game changer. I have something like that too. It's like a list of, I think especially because I run my business so like so differently <laughs> and I'm like, I, I will present it. I'm like, this is how it is. Like, are you down with this? Because, and if there's any hesitation, it's just not going to be the right fit because the way I run my, my business is very different than most people. It's very intuitive and I can't be held to a structure. I'm just like a, a wild <laughs> stallion, you know? And I mean, this even came up the other day. Like I'm working with, and she was really sweet about it, but it was funny. Like she's the contractor and, and she was like a content like can you send me over your content calendar so I can work on the stuff for the next month and I'm like I don't do a content calendar she's like well how do you know what you're posting I'm like I don't like that's she's like well when do you decide I'm like the second I go to post it like that's just how I run my business right but I'm also a very different type of business like then I mean for other aspects like as we're moving in like products like that is going to have a content calendar it's just like a very different type of thing versus me where I'm more of a personal brand and like coaching that kind of space you know and so I have to be very clear I'm like if you're not down with me like the way I work is I'm like look I got a download last night that we need to do this. I know it makes makes no sense, but this needs to get done tomorrow. Everybody has to be like, all right, we're on it and we're shifting everything to make this work. And if you're not okay with that, like it's just not my business isn't the place to be. Yeah, because like, that's a core value of yeah, yours. Like you yeah. have to be, it's it's shifting yeah. last minute and working with Th- really that's tight time. How frames. my like my for Christina the channel, like podcast kind of different, obviously. You know, other aspects would be different, but and because that's that's been a problem before. Like where I people have said, Yeah, I'm down with it. And then when it when push came to shove, I was spending so much time arguing with people where they're like trying to convince me not to do it and I'm like I don't have time for this this is what's happening do you mm-hmm. know what I mean so that is huge like for me I'm just like this is how I run my business and these are these are the values and also I want to know you know where do you see yourself going and what do you want to grow into and what are your goals right because I want to know is this a stepping stone for you to go somewhere else are you actually looking and building your own business that's a huge one for me like or is this something that you want to you want to grow into and you want to stay here for a long time and I want people to be honest about that and that's important for me depending on what I'm hiring for right if it's something where it's like a contractor coming in where you know it doesn't necessarily depend who it is I don't care if it's a stepping stone you know but if it's a position where I'm like I want you to develop into this larger role and I if I'm going to train you in this capacity you got to be here for a while like I need to know if somebody secretly is dreaming of building their own business on the side because it's just not going to work um I think what you said is really important to note too there's two different ways of hiring and growing with a team you know you hire someone 
someone with the idea of growing them into a larger role and having them take on more. But there's also certain roles within a company that is so beneficial to bring in someone with a lot of expertise. Totally. Like at some point when, you know, when we're getting ready to launch in retail, I want to hire someone that's already done an entire retail strategy and distribution successfully with another company in a similar space to just come in and know exactly what to do. Like, because that's something that I can't train in. That's Mm -hmm. not my expertise. So I think it's very important to think about that when hiring. Do you want this person to to grow into a certain role or there's certain roles in the company that you're just going to need to pay more money for to bring in someone with expertise because that's also going to take a huge lift off your shoulders. You know, it might be more on money up front than paying someone with lower level expertise, but then think about the stress that is taken off your plate by knowing something is going to be done. Yeah. Choose wisely of (laughs) of what's really going to move the needle. But I think that is a place where a lot of people stay stuck in startup energy and the CEO will position themselves like you put yourself in a corner where now you have to train everybody and suddenly you're a manager and that's a waste of your time too. So I think just like being really clear because it's different in different positions where it's like, okay, this is going to make sense for me to hire somebody who knows far beyond what I can and they already have this expertise and they're going to really up level my business versus like this is something that I actually know really well and I can train somebody to do this, you know, but I think that's where a lot of people keep themselves stuck is they're always training people who they're planning to grow and then you're missing out on this like opportunity to make a huge leap by just hiring somebody who already knows it and can take you further than than you could take yourself and that's kind of the point right with hiring it's like I'm looking to hire people with different skill sets than me not just more of me yeah like I need people who have strengths that are my weaknesses I love that you brought up getting stuck in the startup energy because there's a huge difference between a CEO that you know is a founder of a company that has built it from the ground up and then a CEO that steps into a large corporation you know if you're jumping from CEO to CEO or you're jumping from you know CRO to CEO whatever that is in a huge corporation you're already like just jumping into that energy but when you're a founder and on the executive team you've worn so many different hats you've built this from the ground up yeah yeah. (laughs) you've done customer service you've done social media you've done marketing you've done you know manufacturing and supply chain you've done everything and so sometimes it can be so difficult to take a step back and realize when you shouldn't be in startup energy anymore when you need to start hiring so you can operate in the position that you want to operate within your company like I've realized over time my passion within ClearStem is the brand growth like Mm -hmm. that's where I excel but I've worn every single hat within the company but as we grow it's time for us to hire in all these different roles so then I can step in to be the best of my ability and Danielle can take some stuff off her plate to step into the energy that she needs to be in and the parts of the business that bring her passion Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to successfully grow a company you know the executive staff is in the positions they need to be in to grow and lead correctly and then it all falls more into place I mean it's a trust fault right it feels like it's like your control issues are highlighted and I feel like this is a conversation I have all the time and and people will be like well no one knows this part of the business like me like nobody can do this like me and I'm like really though because that can also be the point that you're blocking yourself from growing Mm -hmm. so are you just always going to be doing doing that thing like until the day you die and like you're you're the CEO founder and you're in the weeds like what are your growths for what are your plans for growing and expansion right because Mm -hmm. I mean different people have different goals as well some people prefer to keep you know like a smaller tighter team anyway and that's what they want so I think it's just being clear with where am I headed and are my actions is how I'm hiring in alignment with with getting there rather than staying where I'm at because a lot of people don't hire to grow they hire really to stay stagnant (laughs) and they don't realize it Mm -hmm. no that's true Um, a lot of people are stuck in more of the stagnant energy because it also the fear of firing people Mm. there might be 
someone on the team that's just not operating in you as a leader keep making excuses because maybe they've been around for a while or they have done a lot for the company. But when the company gets to next stages of scaling, it needs new energy Mm -hmm. each time. And sometimes people don't grow with that new energy. It's the same like in any relationship, you know, when two people are growing together, one might be growing at a faster rate than the other. And there's some people where it works and they, you know, they keep coming together. And then there's other people where it is just not going to work anymore. Yeah, Um, totally. And I think there's a huge fear around someone who's doing an okay job in a position because it's like, okay, they're not doing anything horrible where it, you know, it would mean to fire them. But where is that fear? Because there could be someone else that could come in that could just do it so much better and step into that new energy. Well, it feels like, is this person just getting it done or are they getting it done and growing it, you know, growing that leg, you know, and, and for me, it's really important that anybody who's on my team can manage themselves and is self-sufficient and like has a vision for themselves too. But, you know, we were, I was just talking about that on the mastermind I'm in, like on our call, we're talking about how it's like the team that gets you to, to six figures is definitely not who gets you to seven, who's definitely not who gets you to eight, you know, and every time, and depending on how quickly you grow and how quickly you want to grow, you have to really be paying attention to, are these people calibrating alongside me? I literally have had that conversation with my, with people on my team where I've said straight up, I said, look, I'm looking to grow in this level and I can literally feel your energy. You're you're not there yet. And it's holding it back. So like you have to calibrate to this or it's not going to work. The business can't wait around for you. Do you know what I mean? Like honestly, and especially when you have a small team, like it shows up, it shows up. If you are a podcast host and you are not already part of the podcast connector, what are you waiting for? This is a totally free service for you. We know how hard it is nowadays to find really amazing guests that have something different to say. I've been hosting a show for over six years now, and I know it has gotten more and more difficult for me to find unique messages and really cool people. They're out there, but I go mostly on referral only, so I totally feel you. And this is why the Podcast Connector is amazing, because we get to know you, your show, exactly what you're looking for. And if we find a guest who is perfectly aligned, we will send them your way. There is no requirement for you to book the guest. You can just check it out, see if they're aligned. And we truly will only send you people who we think are perfect matches. So we won't be spamming you, but it is a no effort way for you to uh, find some really incredible guests and book them if you want. So if you are a host and you are interested in potentially getting connected with incredible people, again, there is no requirement to book them. The podcast connector is totally free for you and you can head to the podcastconnector.com, apply today and we will be in touch soon. Yeah, it does. And it's it's crazy that some people don't realize that this happens with all companies like small, medium, mm-hmm. large. So some of the scaling stuff we're going through right now, I ran into a friend the other day at coffee and he is a company that's in the $100 million range and a staff of 40. And I was sharing kind of things that were going on. He's like, you know, we're going through the same thing too. And I was like, wait, what? Like cause in my head, it's like this, you know, <laughs> this worldwide brand. And he's explaining to me, he's like, yeah, we, you know, we have a 40 person team but it's been like they were here from in the beginning it was scrappy they've been building and we're now scaling to a whole nother level where we need to bring in more experienced people Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's a really hard truth especially for leaders that have seen people grow into their roles but at the end of the day you do you have responsibility to your company too and where you see it going and if people are ready to step into that or if they truly just don't have the skill set to match that next level yeah I feel like I've seen this happen so much and like oh man I think about like 
we have kind of, okay, there's a business connected to part of my family that I feel like I saw this happen with all the time. And it's like, I'm like, these people have been working here for what, 25 years, but they're not, they're sitting around playing Tetris and you're keeping them just because they've been here forever. And that's really not serving, serving the business at all. You know, and I think the other aspect of this is like where the, the relationships get in the way of, especially, you know, you, you start with a smaller team and they've been there since the beginning and you become friends, right? People become, become friends. And then, I mean, I'm not a super like professional person, right? And, but at the same time, there's a level of like, when this is about the business, we're being professional and smart and this is about the business. And I think a lot of people let their personal relationships sometimes get in the way, right? And that's also why they're afraid to fire sometimes because it's like, you become kind of friends, you become yeah. friends, right? Like you feel responsible yeah, for that person. Yeah, and it's like, if we release this, will we still be friends anymore? You know, and that can get really hard too, or even where people aren't respecting people to a certain level. Like I've seen this happen with a lot of people as well, where it's like, they, they see somebody who, I mean, I hate to use this word, but it's like, they're superior in the business. Like they're the manager or they're like the CEO or whatever it is. It's like, they're overlooking their work and they're not seeing them as, I hope this is coming across as I mean it too, but like an authority in a way of like, hey, when I mean this needs to get done, like this has to get done. Not like, oh, they're my friend. Like they'll, they'll be fine <laughs> if I don't do this till Friday. You know, yeah. it's like, no, like you have to re- respect me, you know? And I've seen that bite people in the ass. That's come up with my business before. And it's like, we have to cut that because it's just not going to work. We can't not move the business along because, oh, we're all friends. So I can do whatever they, whatever I want. That happens so much in startups mm-hmm. because it is so collaborative in the beginning and yeah. everyone's wearing a lot of hats and it feels like such a family because you're growing something stuff together. There's so many learning curves, so many things that go wrong that you have to fix and pivot. And so you have this bond with people, but as the company starts to grow and operate differently, you still do have to respect the authority within the company as mm-hmm. in like who's leading it. And if yeah. something has to get done, it's, you know, you don't respond a week later to it. You got to fulfill your mm-hmm. role at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that that can be really hard with the relationships and, and the firing piece too, or just like moving people around or just sometimes we're so close, we can't objectively see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that could be a tough pill to swallow. Like if one of your really close friends, you know, or something, or even a family member or something is in the business and they're not really performing, you yeah. know, and how that gets a little dicey. And we talked about that with Sam. She seems to do a fine job with it. <laughs> I think it is very important. Um, communication and trust wise as well with hiring and also growing within is to have very distinctive job functions and job duties. I think in the startup world, there's just more and more things added to people's roles and plates without a lot of communication around it. And so really coming up with a solid job description that does come along with the values of the company and making sure that the communication is happening with that person is like, are you excited about this role? Do you have the capacity for it? Do you want it? And like, do you understand all the job functions that go into Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And like building trust, Mm -hmm. you know, like with impact theory, I think they've been, it's been really interesting. I have, you know, some friends there and know Lisa well and the way they have run their business of like over the last like five years as I've kind of just like watched like just how they kind of manage things has been really interesting for me and just how they built the company culture and like they have, you know, they have like weekly meetings where it's like, this is dump time. Like nobody's in any position. Like you talk to, you can talk to Tom and Lisa, like you're talking to a friend, like get things off your chest, like whatever you're upset about. And it's like this open space that like gives people a space to just like say whatever's on their mind and they're actually getting to the root of things rather than always feeling like, oh, I can't talk this way to to so-and-so, you know? And I feel like that's really interesting or just like I've seen them kind of try different things with communication and they had like some, I I don't know, just different ways to communicate within the company and build community and always having the space to bring up what's not working and feeling safe to do that because I think that's a really important thing. Like, and something I've struggled with where if I have people on the team and something isn't working, 
I need you to bring it up to me, you know, and there's only so much I can do if you're not, if I have no idea. Right. And I think sometimes people get nervous or like they, they feel like they need to figure it out themselves. And then it becomes more of an issue where it's like, tell me what's going, what's not working so we can make, so I can help. Right. So we can make an adjustment. Oh, I've seen this so many times. And what's, what's funny is we just talked about the whole authority function of things, but also I do feel like people on the team are so nervous to bring certain things mm-hmm. to the executives, like the CEOs bring to their attention. Cause it's like, well, they run the company. I don't want to tell them to do it any way different. Like I've literally heard people say that this, even on our own team, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, Oh, like, but you were in the company. It's like, but I, I'm not the know-all. Yeah. Like I, I'm learning as I go too. And so I tell my team all the time, I'm like, please point out blind spots. Mm-hmm. Or if I am not communicating something properly or, or not in a positive way, like I, I need to know, like, please point these things out to me. I'm not the type of person that gets offended by mm-hmm. those things. I actually thrive off of when people point out blind spots to me. It, like, it might hurt in my gut for a second. Like, yeah. you know, it's like a little bit of a gut check, but, yeah. but I love it because then I, I know what's either rubbing people the wrong way or how I'm not communicating or how I can be better and show yeah. up for that person. So I think as a leader, making sure that you do carve out that time for your team and that trust and that communication line that you do say, like, you know, if you think something's not functioning properly or working within the business, like, do you have new ideas for it? What's not mm-hmm. working? How can we fix it? Because at the end of the day, the CEO isn't, doesn't know everything. Yeah, totally. And we can't improve something if we don't know that there's a problem, yes. you know? So, and this is funny. It's like, I I mean, man, I forget what the thing I saw was the other day. Somebody was like, I feel like choosing to be an entrepreneur is a subconscious decision to go through like the highest level of soul evolution, right? Because it, it really, it, it heals you in so many ways. It brings up so many wounds. It, oh my gosh, it like yeah. just the skills to be a clear communicator that plays, that rolls over into relationships. It's funny because <laughs> I remember when I, like when I first moved to San Diego and I was dating people, people would always bring up to me like my communication and they're like, they're like, I've never, I've never like had a conversation with somebody like this, you know? And I'm like, I'm laughing so hard because I feel like it's the most positive and negative thing in my life with dating right now. I think now. it's positive. Uh, y- yes, it's positive. Because most people don't know how the fuck to communicate. I know, but the funny, like, y- yes, it's positive because for the right person that I'm meant to date, it'll be such a good match. But where it's like not worked out is I've been told by friends, guys and girls, guys specifically, they're like, Kaylee, you're very mature. You communicate. Yeah. You don't play games. Like you're not the, you're not the normal person that dates. I and mean, it's like I don't I don't Our mess standards. around right yeah like if I like you I'm gonna tell you if I want to get dinner I'm like I'm gonna want to hang out with 100%. you I'm gonna communicate I'm not gonna play games because that's how I operate my business and my the entire rest of my life so of course with the person I want to grow with and spend time with I'm gonna communicate like that totally. but it's backfire I mean again and it's a positive backfire right yeah. because it's that those clearly aren't the people I'm meant to be with at all but that's yeah. the hardest thing with dating right now <laughs> yeah I remember that I remember that people I would like feel insecure I'm like if you but if you can't have this level of communication, that's just how my lifestyle is. And yeah. I get shit done because of it. And this is where like, I don't like to let things fester or this is how people have, have relationship <laughs> issues because they don't know how to communicate and there's a problem and no one's speaking up about it. And it's like, I can't, I can't deal with that shit. Right. <laughs> but it's funny because I actually, I don't know if you know this, but I always bring up our relationship on like coaching calls and stuff. Like or, mine and yours. Yeah. Around I friendships because I have people are always like, oh my God, you, you guys are, are friendship expanders for me. Cause I, I feel like, I think because both of us are like this in career, it, it translates over into relationship where we really respect each other's time and boundaries and it will be like we don't fuck around when we communicate it's <laughs> it's very clear and yeah. like for a purpose and I will be like hey I need to vent do you have space for this can you do this this Saturday and you will either be like I'm actually going through so much right now I don't have space for 
this conversation I'll be like great or you'll be like actually I'm in a really good spot right now so I can totally hold space for this and it's like I it's love like up that front. it's us. like it's like we will tell each other what we need to communicate about we don't just like dump on somebody without honoring like are you available for this right mm-hmm. or even just like honoring somebody's time right I feel like we're just very effective with like <laughs> like quality time you know what I mean yeah like I'm never offended yeah. if I'm like hey do you want to do something Saturday night and you're like I'm so overwhelmed I don't want to hang out with anyone like no yeah or I'll, be, I'll like, be like I'm pretty sure that we have this recently I'll be like we can hang out if you want to come over and just sit next to me but if yes. you want to talk we can't <laughs> yeah like, and I was like up. I was like I'm so down for that yeah <laughs> so it's like that works you know yeah. like I think that's that's just like a, I I value a lot I love about our relationship and I think also just in the communication of again it goes back to work where it's like if we're talking I will reflect back to you like I'll, I'll just tell you straight up like you're not giving this person space to do this or like you're fucking up here right and you'll do <laughs> yeah. the same thing to me and it's like oh great like and I feel like we both thrive off of it and that's mm-hmm. why we bring things to each other because we are both very clear communicators and like neither of us sugarcoat it for the other <laughs> one but that's also how we are in business you yeah. know it's like and even just like with like okay great like let's let's hang out you know this Saturday at this time I'll send the Google calendar like you know it's like that kind of thing <laughs> Like, I love it. Like I know not everybody wants to Google Calendar their whole life, There's but no guessing this is games. what I do. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's like I don't know. It just feels. It just makes me feel like my time is respected. It's just everything is very clear. It's not this wishy washy. Oh, we'll see what we'll see what we're doing. And it's like, Mm-mm. no, don't waste my time or energy. No, you know the same way. It's like if in business, it's like yeah, let's have a meeting around this. Yeah, let's do it. And no one ever plans it. It never gets done. It's like okay, we're gonna have a me- let's have a meeting about this because I don't have space for this right now, and mm-hmm. it's gonna have a dedicated time. And can you do this time? Can you do this day and this time? And you're going to put it on the Google calendar versus like, yeah, let's have a meeting. Yeah, we'll do it next Wednesday. Nobody puts it on the calendar. Nobody shows up. Nobody does a link. It's like clear communication. Who's doing what? Direct. Who needs to do what? And get it done. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think like. That's my rant. Yeah. <laughs> I think like bringing it back to like the team too, like it's just so important. This helps build trust within your team because yes, as a leader, you need to be able to trust your team, but it is just as important that they trust you. And I think a lot of people forget about that. They're so worried about, you know, especially when, you know, the pandemic hit and everyone went to go work from home. Right. And there were so many big corporations that were like, you know, like we don't, we don't trust the people working from home. Like some people had to leave their cameras on all day, like all this stuff that one, you shouldn't be hiring someone you can't trust. So that sounds like a personal problem. Go back, (laughs) go back to your core values go back to your things making sure the right people in the role but also it's so important that your employees trust you yeah like that is just as important that they want to show up yeah for for the business you know it's like I mean I I couldn't even I couldn't do it like work for a business that I already like didn't respect what was going on and didn't want to like show up and be respectful it's like it's funny I don't know if you saw all those tiktoks that were going around of people like making tiktoks like making fun of their co-workers or their boss like on the zoom call yes and then somebody would be like um you're you know that your camera and your mic are on and they'd be like shit like <laughs> that was like a thing um you know it's just like you know culture and people feeling safe and it's a two-way street yeah it really is a two-way street and they to your point like they need to feel like there's a foundation like it's stable as well and also if they're not feeling that there's communication on that end too you know I think it's just communication all around but as the leader like you kind of set the tone you know you, you set the tone with what kind of questions you ask and, and how you show up and being clear with expectations. And I just always think it's better to be overly communicative than under communicative. Yeah. And that, that gets you really far, I find. And I think that, you know, I have had some, I don't think I've ever had a bad, like a bad firing. 
Like, Mm -hmm. because I mean, never felt good, but I've never had a bad experience because I think because of the communication I had already established within the team. And so when that happened, like the whole thing just felt very clear and upfront and everybody understanding because we were so communicative the whole time. But Mm -hmm. when you're not communicating, it can feel like I got blindsided or I I don't understand why this is happening. Or I think this is when people get more upset. I mean, sometimes, you know, people always will interpret it the way that they want to see it. If they're convinced to be upset, then they'll find a way to be. But I think the clearer with communication the better chances that it will feel better all around for people agreed so those are some uh you know hot tips (laughs) with hiring or experiences I think I love I love talking to people about this and and learning from other people about this because I think it's definitely a growth point for me and something I'm constantly learning with I feel like with every time I I outsource I I hire I'm learning something new and Mm -hmm. it's all like an experiment for me so it's definitely something I'm super interested in and yeah I just love hearing people's experiences yeah it gives me an idea too for additional podcast episodes around the concept of team building team like diving in even deeper into more team communication and Mm -hmm. team building Mm -hmm. around things because I think that is a huge struggle for a lot of people they're trying to lead a company but also make sure everyone's on the same page and growing together and that can be a challenge in itself yeah 100% so let us know if you want more parts of this (laughs) any follow-up questions insights if this was helpful if you think it would be helpful to somebody else you can send them the link send them a little love you like this is an interesting conversation or take a screenshot and share it to instagram tag us at the podcast connector we always appreciate that sharing and uh, thanks again for listening in today hope you have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you next episode thanks again for tuning in to another episode Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.